Hey folks, just want to give you a little heads up at the beginning here. We will be talking about violence and women in this. Just wanted to give you a heads up. So gorgeous. What? I think that's what, what uh, Barbara Streisand says. Oh. Or people do impressions of her, they say that. <laughs> How gorgeous. You know when drag queens do impressions of Barbara Streisand. Yeah, I'm specifically talking about Snatch Game. <laughs> All right, this is going to be a lot. Okay. I'm going to have a lot of trouble getting through this one. Me too. <laughs> That's okay, because it's also fucked. Okay, we're also, we're. I know you don't want to talk about it. I'm not going to say it, but just, it's a stressful night. And <laughs> we're probably a little unfocused. Very true, very true. That's, I've been kind of comedying my way through it. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, maybe this will be a nice distraction for everybody. Oh, that's true. It uh, better be. And better be. You better listen. You better stop. stop. <laughs> but no, don't stop, please. Keep, uh, keep <laughs> anyway, those you... ears a, <laughs> a listen. Should we start? Yeah. Okay. Hi, I'm Olivia. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I said it's so weird. Okay, okay. Last time. Oh, can I do this intro in my German? Yeah, Wait. please do. Should I try to do it? No, I can't do it. Oh my god, let's. Okay, ready? Mm -hmm. Hi, I'm Olivia. <laughs> and I'm Jay. And welcome to Hybra Theater. A podcast where we analyze plays. So you don't have to. Mine was like French. <laughs> it's all the same. I'll say Slurane and all that. Um, well, for the record, we have like 6% of our listeners are in Germany, which is probably just one loyal German person. So hey. sorry if we offended you. And also, danke. <laughs> danke schön. That's not. Anyways. <laughs> we love that you listen all the way in Germany. I'm actually half German and I can tell you about it another time if you want. Anyway. <laughs> That's for the Patreon exclusive. Yeah, you'll hear about how I'm half German. <laughs> Real riveting content over there. But actually, like, like straight up from immigrants. I'm not like six, like six generations out. Um, anyway, she's <laughs> pedigree. What play are we doing today? We are doing, because of the German accent, Michael von Siebenberg melts through the floorboards. Oh my god, this is your birthday play. Yes, it is. Birthday selection. Why'd you choose this play? Because the other one was unavailable. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, Jay wanted to do a different play, which I guess we won't tell you what it was, so you're not so disappointed. <laughs> we couldn't find the script anymore, so we picked this play, which you were in. Yes, I was. You're um, probably one of the only people who's ever been in this play. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, but that's really cool. Tell me about this play. Okay. Well, I'll, the author of it, the playwright, we will say, is Greg Codis. Uh, he was... <laughs> I love when the internet isn't sure on when someone was born. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was like born 1965 or 1966. <laughs> Yeah, they probably they're probably quoting like finding like an article that said he was like twenty five in one year, and they're like, "Well, we don't know exactly what oh, you know." That's like, really smart. Probably, yeah, because he's not like. No offense to Greg Codis, I think he's great, but he's not like famous enough for that for someone to have like sought out his birthday. You know. Yeah. 
He's I not mean, like someone someone wants like John Travolta's birthday. <laughs> I don't know why he was my example. <laughs> He's not famous anymore. Oh, but he used to be. Anyway. <laughs> John Travolta is not. John Travolta. That's actually Greg Codis is his drag name. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage. <laughs> Greg Codis. <laughs> uh Sorry, Mr. K, but um, so we're going to skip right to his college. He studied political science at the University of Chicago. I know, disgusting. But he took a class on the short comic scene and he dropped out of college to pursue the theater. Which I think is how all poli-sci students should go. (laughs) You know, I think it happens sometimes. That's what happens probably, that's probably, if we ever do a David Mamet play, I can't wait to find out what he studied in college. (laughs) (laughs) Ew. Something horrible. (laughs) I know, like, mechanical engineering. (laughs) Or, like, masculinity. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, was, did you take masculinity 1362? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. (laughs) Let's, uh, oh, cool, relevant. He became a member of the neo-futurists in Chicago. And then he moved to New York City and started their branch of the neo-futurists with his wife, Anne Halliday. But here's the kick. Er, here's the catch. <laughs> it's There's the rub. <laughs> Ew. But, okay, so his wife's name is Anne but I'm going to give you five seconds to guess how you think it's spelled. Well, the thing is, I'm looking at... No, the I'm sorry. Okay. I meant the audience. Oh, the audience. <laughs> okay. Okay, you get another five seconds. Ready? Okay. Okay, it was A-Y-U-N. 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 <laughs> if you got it right, then... Leave us a good review. <laughs> he got married to Anne in 1995, and they have two kids together. Wonderful. Congrats Wonderful. Oh, he, fun fact, to supplement his income, he worked as a scout for Law & Order. Like the show? Yes. <laughs> no, like... I bet that's fun. He went out and sought jurors for actual <laughs> law and actual order. For law and order, the concept. <laughs> Good lord. Okay, so oh our lovely listeners may also know Greg Codis is the book writer and co-lyricist of Urine Town. Oh yeah, that's yes, more that Urine Town. You're in town. You're out of town. Pick one. So. Um, I will never. My favorite thing is like I have in my mind all the musicals I haven't seen. Just like a stupid rudimentary understanding of what they're about mm-hmm. and mine in your with your in town because i don't like really know what it's about i'm like oh it's about suet <laughs> <laughs> but it is kind of right i guess yeah one time oh my god one time i was with two of my friends who are named ben and ben and <laughs> i was like explaining to them the the plot of company which I've never seen, but I was like, oh, it's about this, and it's about, like, this and this. And I was, like, explaining it in detail, and afterwards they were both like, yeah, I've seen Company, that's not what it's about. (laughs) I mean, 
you had the nerve to stand up there. So I think that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, I had the gall to stand up there and talk about it. It doesn't matter that I didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> like, I had the gallstones to stand up there. I had a kidney stone. Okay. <laughs> Is that we did all that because of urine town? Yep, but we still got more to go. So <laughs> he, um, while writing this, it was a story that I think all theater students want. So in 1998, he realized that he had a family to support. So he started writing urine town as his swan song. And he said, quote, let's just have one last big laugh. Cute. The inspo for you're in town. Oh my God, no! The inspiration for you're in town came from a shittily budgeted trip to Paris in 1995, and he said that he had to limit his public bathroom usage because they were paid to piss. That is so funny. I know. <laughs> That's such a funny like, not to. I'm just thinking about all the things you like think to write a play about. He's like, I'm going to write a play about like really having to <laughs> in the middle of Paris. <laughs> like this whole play, people just have to fucking pee. <laughs> You're in town. sounds like such a silly name, but it's like so deep in doing a lot of commentary, you know? Yeah. It's funny. Like, it's a funny concept. That's what I like. Like, this play is also very, very funny. Yes, I can attest. It's very funny. And when I saw you in it, it you were very funny. Thank um, you. There's just, like, a lot of, like, if you time the jokes right, it's just, it's just a really fucking funny play. Um, and it's funny in a way that none of the other stuff, like, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf is, like, kind of funny. <laughs> but, like, <clears throat> this play is, like, oh, it's, like, this is a funny play. Um, which is cool, because we've only done, like, Doom and Gloom so far, pretty much. <sighs> You're right. Oh. And that's so fitting for you to pick because you're you're a funny little rascal. Stop. <laughs> and comedy is important to you. Yes, so actually. Yeah. yeah, it really is. <laughs> I always tell people, you can call me anything you want, but if you say I'm not funny, that cuts deep. <laughs> <laughs> if you say I'm not funny, like I'll be hurt. <laughs> I, I will think about that and make a complex about it until it eats me from the inside. <laughs> Even here's the thing, even if I'm not funny, and I don't know that I'm that funny, even if I'm not, I don't want anybody to ever tell me how funny I am. Oh, yeah. Unless it's positive. <laughs> yeah. Unless I'm being told I'm the funniest person in a group of people, that's all I need. <laughs> it doesn't matter if those people are just really not funny. <laughs> like sometimes you meet people and you're like, oh, they're cool, but they're not funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're just like, oh, I'm just going to talk about things that are happening around. <laughs> I'm not even gonna like make a joke about it. the straight man of real life. <laughs> All right, so you're in town. Got ten Tony nominations and won three of them, but more specifically, Mr. Coitus won two of those three. He won best book and best original score. Good for him. So he kept going. <laughs> he's like this is my last thing i'm ever doing and he's like this is the first thing that i've ever done so he kept going obviously now we arrive at michael von siebenberg Whoa. oh so this place after you're in town yeah this was oh we'll get to that trust me oh, okay. <laughs> so we performed it in collage in 2018 which and one 
performance was actually on my birthday. So it's also fitting that this is my birthday choice. Yeah, I was always in like the Halloween play at OSU and I would always have a shout out. <laughs> it's so fun. Because yeah. it's like Scorpio season. Scorpio season. Uh, shout out to Pluto. <laughs> Still a planet. We were the second <laughs> performance ever of it. Uh, and I couldn't find anything on the world premiere, so it must not be important. That's I'm surprised because like it's so weird how someone can have like a huge hit and then like five plays later, like nobody has ever done it. It sucks. It's really scary because you can have a hit and then never really work as at the same level yeah, again. Yeah. No, no shade to Greg Codis because I think this play is great and I wish it was 10 times more popular. I mean, it, have, it also has issues, which we're going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, I think it's, I just think it's a funny play, though. Yes. And, like, it was very hilarious, but also there were, like, real things happening physically. <laughs> like, yeah. there was a lot of sword work that we had to do. And we had so many weapons rehearsals. With our fight coordinator. I don't want to say his name for security purposes. but Yeah, so you guys don't dox me. I know. <laughs> Stop doxing the people we mentioned in the podcast. Yeah, my mom didn't like that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Stop doxing my mom, guys. <laughs> oh, I love that Panic at the Disco song. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a lot of respect for the sword. Like the whole sword culture we learned about. And, uh, however, there was a funny, I'm about to describe something eyeball related. I don't know if, if you're squeamish, but there was a time where I had to pull my sword from the sheath and I did, but I pulled it too close to my face and the edge of the sword scraped my eyeball <laughs> and took my contact out. <laughs> oh my God. I know. So and I, I think about this sometimes. Like, I could be <laughs> blind right now. You could fully be blind. Uh, but, like, but you're not. I watched the contact fall down my face and then down my costume while I was doing it, while I was, like, finishing the scene. And we had to do, there's this huge fight at the end, and I had to do it with one working eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> oh my and God. now, okay, but here's the catch <laughs> the catcher, the kick. My left eye has a hard time seeing at night. <laughs> and I just put that together when I was writing the notes. Oh my god. So you think the sword scraping like scraped off some cells? I maybe. I mean, if it took out oh my, my contact, I think it there was enough pressure. Yeah, probably. That's so I, know. I one time gave another actor an injury. Oh, I got I broke my yeah, arm on stage. What am I talking about? <laughs> I'm like, I've never had anything weird happen to me. I literally broke my elbow on stage. <laughs> you really did. I really did. All right. Here's, I have my Stefan thing left to do. Oh, but do should I do it in Stefan or the German? Oh, I think you should do it in the German. Okay. For context. Go with Stefan energy. <laughs> okay. My character was a Nordic German viking ghost <laughs> so i had yeah auto I, I had to learn an accent obviously and it was like 
since Otto's silly, they let me be a little more homosexual with it. That's code. <laughs> like, be a yeah, little more silly. Like... And then it's like, okay. <laughs> I'll be more gay. You were like a little, you were kind of masked though. It was kind of hot. I, I had a fake, uh, fake facial hair. Yeah. You looked great. Thank you. It was very sweaty and hard to keep on. <laughs> oh, I bet. Uh, but I based my German accent for that off the three pigs from Shrek. <laughs> 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 you that's great <laughs> okay so here we go this play has everything afros getting shot bloody milkshakes a hilarious landlady dan cortez no i i switch into like dan cortez <laughs> oh it's my turn isn't yeah it? take this cooch ball so the thing about today is i'm feeling it so i just i didn't write any notes for my part. <laughs> all right i wrote a couple notes with my phone but i'm just gonna wing it today okay. ladies and gentlemen. i guess i'm being the conductor on this runaway train now yeah okay so if it goes bad you can jump in. okay so michael von siebenberg mounts through the floorboards it's about a man michael von siebenberg who's like f over 500 years old he's a vampire but instead of sucking people's blood, he eats them and he eats women. Um, and he's been doing this for like 500 years. He's lived all through Europe and then he moved to America. And now he's in New York. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So he's in New York now and he's a vampire and he eats women. And he has a friend who also eats women and they work together. And there's like sort of like remnants of this group of men who were... Um, I guess was a German or like Austrian who are fighting for Constantinople. Istanbul? No, I don't know. <laughs> Istanbul? We had to sing that song at the end. I, I, <laughs> something, I think we went with German. Okay. Yeah. So there are a group of, a group of people that were fighting with the Turks for Constantinople. I don't know my history that well. I didn't pay attention. <laughs> so they, were fighting and like this group of soldiers had to they died and they found out they could become immortal if they ate the flesh of humans so they continued doing this to survive and they eventually just like moved all over the place and now this guy's in new york so that's michael <laughs> and michael starts getting visited you know he's been doing this for a long time he starts getting visited by two people one of whom is otto who was a fellow soldier who they ate and Otto is trying to get him to avenge Constantinople, which is now obviously Istanbul. Um, and he's like, you have to do it. You have to do the Second Crusade, whatever. And then he's also visited by his wife, Maria. Um, and what she wants is like not as clear until the end, which we'll get into. <laughs> but she starts showing up. And like he, basically what happens is he realizes that he no longer wants to eat women people in general but particularly women he no longer wants to eat people he wants to just like basically quietly die and live with all the horrible things he's done now that you mention it i think there might have been a gay joke about that <laughs> yeah there was yeah okay because <laughs> they talk about um i was skimming through it earlier and they talk about like they're like oh we can't eat men i'm uncomfortable he's uncomfortable oh yeah that was exactly it <laughs> Um, yeah, because the whole thing is Michael will, Michael's the cutter. He's part of like a supply chain of how they distribute this people's meat. Um, and his job is to seduce women and kill them. And then his friend like 
packages them and distributes them to the other vampires. Um, but yeah, so it ends with Michael von Siebenberg dying and get, get this melting through the floorboards. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's the end. Um, there's a lot of stuff that happens in between. Basically, he sees and meets this woman in the current age who reminds him of his wife, Angela. And that's sort of what, like, spurs his change of heart because he, like, falls in love. Um, which is making a, a kind of a weird argument about violence against women, which I'll get to later. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we'll talk about it. Um, so this is your show, so why don't you start off our discussion? Okay, well, to bring it back around to myself, um, I this show made me realize that I was funny. Like yeah. that was a thing that I could say I am. <laughs> and yeah, I got you were so funny in this. You were <laughs> literally so fucking good. I wish everyone could have seen that. Thank you. My uh I don't even know what he is. I think he's my mom's cousin. I don't know what that makes him to me. My third uncle twice removed. Um <laughs> he fell asleep. <laughs> oh and really? was audibly snoring. Um <laughs> But we always have someone like that, and it's always someone's family. <laughs> yeah, I also got a really good review, uh, so that was I love that, which also I think added on to the I did that. Yeah, see, the only show that I've ever been in a review for is The Wolves, and that was my pick. And you were in a review for this, and this was your pick. Whoa, I it, it sounds like we're bragging. <laughs> it, well, it was, I think it was both of our it, their shows that are special to us because they were like our best performances. Yep. Oh. And that's on acting. That's on acting. That's on Finna. <laughs> that's on Finna. <laughs> Speaking earlier of the violence against women in the show, our cast had a woman talk. So basically what happened was all the women identifying people sat in a circle and discussed it and how it made them feel and how they were personally navigating it. And the men people sat back and listened and it was effective okay well i think this play yeah i see why you did that because i know they your production tried to be very like feminist mm -hmm. <clears throat> because the show while very funny makes like a sort of weird dichotomy between like violence against women being one option and then like just like being kind of obsessed with a woman as like the opposite and like the good one <laughs> so like they present, they're like, oh, these men are violent against women. They murder women. And I don't know if his intention is for it to even to be about women or just people. But in the show, they commit these acts of violence against women that are, like, pretty horrifying. Yeah. Anyway, so it does, it presents that. And it's like, oh, these men are so horrible. But then, like, the opposite and what eventually gets Michael to change his ways is, like, that he's, like, found the perfect woman. Which I guess... My problem with it is it presents that they're like, there's two options. You can either be super violent against women or you can just like be really in love with them. And there's no room for like the women that aren't enchanting to a man. Mm -hmm. Like there's no room for like, what if you're not attracted to a woman? Like, do you have to not kill her then? <laughs> like, and I know I'm sure I don't know if that's what his intention was, but I remember watching it sort of getting that. And I was like, why? <laughs> Yeah, I don't, it almost seemed as if the other women were stepping stones. Yeah, exactly. And he's still murdered. Yeah. So this is one of those, have you ever heard 
people after they see something they're like were they on drugs when they made that yeah I, this was i feel like this was definitely one of those but also that as a concept it's like sorry that people alec and i talk about this it's like, sorry that people can't just be a little different yeah that's fair i mean we also are high right now i know <laughs> but it's yeah, I don't know. Oh yeah, the art history video of Brittany Broski that I was watching. It was a lot about um, art for the sake of art or like not explaining your own art. And I feel like this is one of those things that almost wants to garner a reaction. Yeah. Just like Andy Warhol's soup cans. <laughs> Just like Andy Warhol's soup cans. Yeah, for sure. Um yeah, I guess I don't know how I feel about it. I liked your production because I think it was like really sensitive to sensitive to making that error that to me sort of exists within mm -hmm. the text that sort of like navigated it really well. But being like the whole time, like, oh, this is a bad dude. He's not like an example. But we're like, if you're reading the text, ultimately, you're supposed to like yeah. Michael and watch and his transformation. Like yeah, and in your production, I did not like Michael at all, and I didn't feel good about him. And I think that's better. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It. Uh, there was. <laughs> um, at the end, Otto gets shot with an arrow, and <laughs> it was. Here's the spilling the secrets. There was a cup underneath the couch with uh so i fell down like took my hands to where the arrow would be and then fell down behind the couch and then and then found the yeah. arrow. well this was very hard in a black box because there's people yeah, at every view <laughs> it was so funny i tried to be so close and like tiny skinny while i was doing it there was the arrow with a oh blood God. sack on it <laughs> that i had to come up or i had to squeeze down there and then come up holding it with this blood dripping down my white night suit <laughs> oh my god i've never gotten to use fake blood in a show i'm so it was jealous. very fun um it's so it seems so fun to just have blood oh fully there was a uh a run crew member oh my god i feel like a meanie butt for forgetting who it was hi just an editing note here it was mckenna thank you mckenna but um their entire job was at one point sorry at one point they were assisting me with the blood and like making sure i didn't drip everywhere and like cleaning my gloves yeah that's oh i love i love props yes i don't like necessarily love like naturalistic plays but i love their sets that have like shit yes. everywhere like I, I love being on a set where there's like shit everywhere and i can touch all of it <laughs> it's so fun like i don't even i literally don't know how to act i know how to just like get on a stage and touch <laughs> <objects>. <laughs> i'm like oh it's so realistic the way i'm playing with this cop <laughs> oh is the phone ringing <laughs> i'll go answer it just like a normal person would <laughs> uh do you have more to say about michael vaughn it's very fun lots of memories um Lots of inside jokes. That's funny. I love show inside jokes. I wish I missed doing those. <laughs> I know. It's like literally the most fun thing in the whole fucking world. It is so fun. 
Oh. Anyways, and maybe we should wrap this up. How long have we been talking? Yeah. Oh, this is gonna be a short one. Thirty-five minutes. Yeah, I know. Um, do you have anything else to say? Um, I think my my final analyses on this play is that it is really funny. It is maybe not super sensitive in the way that it's depicting violence against <laughs> women, and maybe it might not even know that it's doing that, but it is. <laughs> You might be thinking it's just like saying broad things about humanity, but it's also saying these other things. And that is somewhat irresponsible if it's not handled well, which it was in the case of your production. Jen. Oh, I also have another thing that's not serious at all. Um, we had a taste test of different like fake flesh makeups. <laughs> oh my God. Like some words like uh, pizza dough. I think one was a biscuit. <laughs> we all like which one looked the most realistic and which one tasted okay, so you wouldn't get like a negative reaction on stage. Oh my god, pizza dough would be so fucking gross to eat. That would upset your stomach so much. Uh, eh. I worked in a pizza shop for three years. Never got sick once. <laughs> you ate the pizza dough? Not like, well, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> 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 I washed my hands afterwards. I mean, before. <laughs> there's a couple times, don't tell my boss this, but there's a couple times I have wanted to eat raw dough at my bakery <laughs> job. I have not done it, but I've wanted uh, to. Oh. Sometimes you make it and it just looks so creamy. Don't, don't even get me started on the pickle barrel. <laughs> yeah, the pickle barrel. <laughs> um. When I worked at a certain food dining hall on uh, campus. <laughs> on Ohio State's campus. <laughs> yeah, Ohio State's South Campus. I, uh, <laughs> oh, was it Kennedy? Yes, it was. Oh, okay. <laughs> I used to, when I needed a break or I just like wanted to cry, I'd go in the... <laughs> this is so gross. <laughs> I went into the food fridge, just sat by the like the bucket of pickles and just ate them for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> that is the funniest. If you go to OSU, that's like the funniest thing in the world. Okay. <laughs> oh, wait, we got to hang okay, on. Um, ready to high five. Yeah, ready. Uh, that was closer than usual. We'll fix it in post. Yeah, I'll fix it. I have no idea how to edit anything. <laughs> oh, all I can do is like cut out the parts that sound stupid. <laughs> Which we actually have been recording for three hours, and this episode will be thirty minutes. <laughs> we just said so much. Oh, we really did. Okay. Well, goodbye. Goodbye. Everybody.